All right, folks, welcome aboard Philip Ward Show on this Monday night, kicking off what is sure to be a busy breaking news week. We have entered the 693rd day of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity Biden administration now has 1,077 days left to go. I'll tell you what, the left right now is so focused, completely and utterly centered on destroying, canceling, censoring, removing Joe Rogan that it's just beyond ridiculous. He had these videos surfacing over the weekend of Joe Rogan saying the N-word over and over and over again. Um, And you know what I noticed, folks? Joe Unity Biden really hasn't said a lot about Joe Rogan or Joe Rogan using the N-word. Oh, and I mean, the you know, the whataboutism of all of it. I How about you got a guy like Howard Stern? By the way, these videos are all over the internet. The Twitter box, the Instagram. Uh, I can't tell you if it's on the Facebook or not. That is not my thing at all. Or what's it called? The, the meta now. Who even knows? Who even cares, honestly? But you can find videos of Howard Stern literally sitting in blackface next to George uh, Jefferson, the actor that played George Jefferson, uh, Sherman Helmsley, I believe his name was. He's, by the way, he's dressed up as Whoopi Goldberg. And Howard Stern, in like a minute and a half video, says the N-word probably over five times. Well, I still don't see any of the left, any liberals wanting to boycott and cancel Howard Stern. Um, There's another uh, video making the rounds on the internet where you have the Young Turks, right, who are are just some of the most liberal, wacky, stupid people that you could ever possibly see in your life. And the woman on there, the the Sank Unger, whatever the heck that guy's name is, the 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 bigger fellow, just continuously N word after N word after N word after N word, and yet no one says a thing about it. You know, I think Joe Biden's been awfully quiet about Joe Rogan for well, for, I think for two reasons. One, he has no idea what's going on at all. You know, he can't even formulate a sentence. He needs a teleprompter. He actually uh, did, I guess, sort of, if you want to call it a... Well, actually, I really wouldn't call it a press conference. More like a, a release um, he did today. He was talking about Russia and Ukraine. You know, now we've sent thousands of troop la- uh, troops last week over uh, to Eastern Europe. You know, Joe is now... he He's threatening, well, if, if Russia even makes a move... And by the way... Um, Jake Sullivan, who was on uh, doing the rounds on the Sunday shows yesterday, the National Security Advisor, he really didn't do a whole lot of good for our country, for the Joe Unity Biden administration. You know, he he just basically saying that, well, I don't know, yeah, uh, Russia could invade Ukraine, well, any day now. I mean, it, and Joe says, well, if Russia is going to invade Ukraine, then there will be no Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Oh, okay, Joe. Now, Joe has, he gives no reasoning, gives no explanation for how he's going to stop Nord Stream 2. Now, if you remember, it was Joe Biden who killed Keystone XL pipeline, also 11,000 American jobs when he did that, and now it's 2022, 
and Joe Biden was promising. You know, you had the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, who was saying, well, those Americans, they're going to get green new jobs. Well, it's now over a year, and we still have no sight of any green new jobs at all. But then, you know, Biden killed that, then decides to waive sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. So, I again, and I can continue to ask the question, who, what are Joe Biden's motives? Because Joe Biden, in his own words, said that he was actually overperforming as president. Well, overperforming for who? Because I see the American people, not a single person has benefited from anything that Joe Unity Biden has done. And what about the lies that Joe continues to tell us? Remember, Joe kept saying, no, I'm not in favor of a mandate. No, you can't mandate masks. Well, oh, and we have just such hypocrisy from Democrats on the topic of masks. We'll get into that. Stacey Abrams, I mean, she she really got caught out this weekend. Um, so, folks, we got a lot to get into. And I wanted to first start with this piece here. Because if Joe Biden... You know, he can't. He obviously can't promise jobs. He said he was going to shut down the virus. He can't do that. I think we're up over 900,000 dead Americans now due to COVID. Here was Joe that was saying, uh, I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Well, really, because it's now 693 days of slowing the spread. The virus still, obviously, if you go off of what Democrats are still implementing now, Obviously, the spread still hasn't been slowed. You know, and, and, and again, just add it to the lies that Joe has told us. You know, But if Joe can't promise anything like that, can't he at least promise safety? You know, Don't the American people deserve to, if you're going to vote for a politician, isn't the first thing you want you know, to, be able to, to be able to go out on the street, maybe take a walk? around your neighborhood maybe feel as though your community is safe by the way a huge part of that police officers which the democratic party like to villainize it's well uh police we need to defund the police islam omar was saying we need to completely abolish police you know and and and, and so on and so forth aoc defund the police means defund the police joe biden himself in 2020 was saying literally quote well, yeah, I'm. Uh, absolutely, yeah. We can reallocate funding. You know, police have become the enemy. So all that anti-police rhetoric, folks, that has real-world implications. Because headline here, and this was written, I believe, yesterday. Biden's first year in office saw 73 police officers killed. The most deaths since 1995. More cops were killed in line of duty during President Biden's first year of office than any other year since 1995. Uh, law enforcement group says the driving force is the growing anti-cop sentiment. Again, which has been pushed by prominent Democrats all around the country. Crime skyrocketing in big major American cities, which at this point in time, folks, I don't think it's an understatement to say Big, major American cities that have been run by Democrats for years, for years, folks. They're not safe anymore. They're truly just not. 73 officers were intentionally killed in the line of duty in 2021. 
59% increase there over 2020. 46 cops were murdered. Um, President of the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, Jason Johnson, who's also a 20-year police veteran, says, we believe it's a combination of the George Floyd protests, riots, if you will, a general feeling of a preference for less law enforcement and less prosecution and less policing. Quote, law enforcement officers have essentially been marginalized, demoralized, and cast aside. And so we've seen massive jumps in the homicide rate in cities across America. By the way, that includes New York, the Big Apple, where Eric Adams... Oh, and on the topic of Joe Rogan and the N-word, what about Eric Adams? The video we, we reported on on Friday, where here Eric Adams in 2019 was saying, I kicked those crackers, you know what? I mean, that's just fine to say. You know, by the way, Joe Rogan has... um. I released a video apologizing about all the uh, the rhetoric that he used to use. A Eric Adams apologized as well, so Eric Adams is fine. He gets off scot-free. But Joe Rogan, he still needs to be so-called canceled. Eric Adams today, and this is an exact quote from the New York City mayor, the Biden of Brooklyn, as he calls himself. Quote, now follow, try and follow along here, folks, because this is literally what he said. I've got to get New Yorkers to eat a plant-based centered life. Wh what? I've got to get New Yorkers to eat a plant-based centered life. I mean, is that, that's the best language that the mayor of New York City, the Biden of Brooklyn, can use? I've got to get New Yorkers to eat a plant-based centered life. Maybe maybe try, Mr. Mayor, maybe you want to say a plant-based centered diet? Maybe maybe that works better? No, 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 a plant-based centered life. And by the way, Eric Adams has been so incompetent so far as the New York City mayor. And he is never going to get any criticism, folks. I'm telling you right now, there is going to be nobody that's going to criticize Eric Adams. Why? Well, because he used to be a police officer and because now he's mayor of a big major American city and because he's black, folks. Because he's a black Democrat and the mayor and a former police officer, he will not get any criticism at all. Almost guarantee it. And anyway, but like I said, I mean, this the uh, shootings that we saw, remember Officer Jason, New York uh, Police Department Officer Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora? Remember those two New York police officers that died? You know, and then Joe Biden decides he can go to New York City a day after the funeral for Officer Mora? Sure as sec was nowhere to be seen when it came to attending the funeral for Jason Rivera. You know, and I, I, I you know, it breaks my heart, but I thought it was a great point that uh, Officer Rivera's widow, Dominica Luzariga, excuse me, what she said, quote, the system continues to fail us. We're not safe anymore. Not even the members of the service, she says, we're not safe in New York City. And again, Eric Adams, to me, he isn't doing a single thing about it, but he'll never be criticized. Now, uh, Jason Johnson also says, uh, uh, noted it's natural 
that rising homicide rates in the U.S. have also resulted in many more officers being assaulted because a lot of the leaders in these cities and leaders in Congress and leaders in the White House have really voiced a lack of respect for law enforcement officers. And that's exactly where I put the blame as well. Defund the police. You know, we ran the video last week where you had six straight minutes of Democrats. And it doesn't matter what part of the country you know, from the left coast here on the east coast, it, everywhere. You know, in the Central America, uh, it, uh, well, uh, we need to defund the police. We need to dismantle the police department. That's what Islam Omar was going off and saying. You know, they even had a vote, Minneapolis, to get rid of the police department. I mean, how how stupid do you have to be? Um. Anyway, and 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 by the way, this is probably a great time. You know. I don't see anyone else really covering except local news in Chirac. People talking about the deaths that occur every week in Chicago. Here's the headline here. 22 people shot, three fatally, in weekend violence, CPD reporting. Um, Listen to this. Two boys, 16, shot during a robbery in Gage Park. Another man on top of that was fatally shot. Yesterday morning at the near west side, the 22-year-old was in the first block of South Sealy Avenue about 2.50 a.m. when he was shot multiple times. Suffered one gunshot wound to the chest and two to his right hand, self-transported to Stroger Hospital where he died. Police said he still has a yet-to-be-identified 22 years old, folks. Gone. Dead. Again, in the city of Chirac. And what did the leaders in Chirac do? Nothing about it, folks. Because said, Democrats can no longer promise a ma- major American cities safety. They can't, folks. In fact, the country as a whole is far less safe when Democrats run it. And again, what are they going to do? They're going to blame Republicans? They have control of the White House. Well, kind of. Joe Unity Biden, I mean, really isn't there. But the party's got control of it. They have control of the House of Representatives. They have control of the Senate. They will always have control of the mainstream media. And yet, I haven't seen a single American benefit from this Joe Unity Biden administration. And on top of that, folks, like I said, just the utter hypocrisy from the left. Here's Stacey Abrams. Okay, so Stacey Abrams last week, and by the way, Dr. Holly Brookins uh, is her name. Uh, She tweeted this, quote, extraordinary way to kick off the third annual African-American read-in at Glenwood in Black History Month. Thrilled to host Stacey Abrams, author of Stacey's Extraordinary Words. Huge thanks to special, get by, you don't need to hear the rest of it. So she tweets this photo though of Stacey Abrams sitting down and all the children Around Stacy, by the way, Stacy Abrams sure does take up a lot of space. My God. All the children around her, though, are literally wearing masks. Stacy Abrams, though, oh, no mask on her. No mask on the governor of the Peach State, if you ask her. You know, she's running for re-election. Spending time, she then tweets, replying to uh, Holly Brookins' tweet. by Dr. Holly Brookins. Spending time with Glenwood's amazing students, faculty, and staff 
ranks as spectacular, delightful. By the way, no one, no one talks like this in real life. You ever say, oh, how was your day? Oh, honey, it was spectacular, delightful, and outstanding. No one talks like this. She says, it was spectacular, delightful, outstanding. Thank you for having, whoa, 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 whoa. Then, all of a sudden, folks, you can go to the Twitter box right now. You'll find that tweet from Stacey Abrams, totally deleted. That account, I believe, Dr. Holly Brookins. I know the tweet's definitely deleted. I think the account is totally deleted um, as well. Uh, so, Lauren Grow Wargo, she's the campaign manager, Stacey Abrams, her governor, releases this statement. Now, again, remember, this was put up by what I would guess and suppose is a supporter of Stacey Abrams. Oh, it was great to have Stacey Abrams here at our school. She replies to it, no Republican or conservative is involved was involved in any of those actions at all. So she says, uh, again, Lauren Grow Wargo, Stacey Abrams' campaign manager, it is shameful that our opponents are using a Black History, Black History Month reading event for Georgia children as the impetus for a false political attack. What's false about this? What I, What is the attack in this, folks? I don't get it. This was all the campaign's doing. She says it's pitiful and predictable that our opponents continue to look for opportunities to distract from their failed records when it comes to protecting public health during the pan-slash-plandemic. I mean, Really? Again, Republicans didn't do a thing on this. This was all your idiotic campaign. Governor of Georgia, uh, not, if, not if you're asking Stacey Abrams, Brian Kemp tweets, Stacey Abrams wants state government mask mandates for Georgians and their children, but it looks like they wouldn't apply when she's attending a photo op, he says. And Stacey Abrams, she ain't the only Democrat who's not wearing masks anymore. On February 2nd last week, Congressman Jamal Bowman tweeted this, Even though daily COVID cases are decreasing, we must stay vigilant. Make sure to mask up. Oh, really? All right, remember he said that. Stay safe and get boosted. We must protect our elderly and immunocompromised community members. That's what Congressman Jamal Bowman was tweeting. Well, January 31st, here's the congressman in a New York high school, and you bet, he's got three students to his left, two to his right, they're all wearing masks, Congressman Jamal Bowman, nope, no mask in sight. And by the way, the Biden of Brooklyn, he ain't out of the water, because uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, this uh, these photos surfaced yesterday, 13 days after Adams declared he would impose a mask mandate on schools in the Big Apple photo of Eric Adams uh this was posted on the Instagram by the way of the uh by the Bronx Little Italy there's everyone there not wearing a mask at all and by and on top of that remember you got the New York governor Kathy Jokel who's probably worse than Andrew Cuomo you know when you had this ruling uh Judge Thomas Raidmaker Rodmarker whatever you want to call him uh Nassau County was saying that the mask mandates are literally unconstitutional. Kathy Joel, oh my God, she was furious about that. 
remember, you can find a picture of Kathy Hochul as well. Again, with students, the students are all wearing masks. Kathy Hochul, ooh, no mask at all. Again, it's a perfect example, folks. Rules for thee, but not for me. Now, we can joke about the Democrats not wearing masks all we want, but when something like this occurs, and I'll read you the headline here, New York high school student spent hours in the cold after she refused to wear a mask. Why would it be any different from her, the student, than the prominent Democrats, our so-called leaders here in New York State? They're not wearing masks in classrooms. So then why should our, the children, why should students have to wear masks? A 16-year-old, and again, the children who have been le- uh, extremely less affected by COVID than adults. Now, obviously, the older population has been affected the most. So it literally, and there's no evidence at all to back up the fact that kids should be wearing masks in classrooms. There's none. Um, 16-year-old high school student sat in a cold vestibule for hours because her New York high school wouldn't allow her in the building without a mask. Now, even though the state's mask mandate had been struck down as unconstitutional the day before, Vincent Igo, the girl's father, says she was getting treated definitely worse than a prisoner. Even inmates in jail get offered food and water. He says, and get this, she was stopped in the hallway, then she was dragged. The administrators told her, put a mask on. She said, she's not putting a mask on, it's illegal. Well, then a school resource officer grabbed her by the arm, dragged her through the hallway into the cold vestibule of the school. Uh, Vincent Igo, again, the father, says, I stayed in that vestibule with my daughter until the police department threatened to arrest me. And of course, uh, uh, the school said, well, the officer, he did nothing wrong, right? Now that's in New York State. Over in the USS, the United Socialist State, California, which it's just been announced too that uh, February 15th, next week, there's indoor mask mandates are going away in the United Socialist State, but not for schools though, folks. Again, they want to keep children masked. Why? I have no idea. Teachers, I mean, maybe does it have something to do with teachers unions? And I would say teachers are deathly afraid of COVID because they watch propaganda news, CNN, and because professors and teachers are 10 times to one when it comes Democrats to Republicans. I don't know. Maybe the Democratic Party is completely owned, bought, and paid for by teachers unions. Well, maybe that has something to do with it, folks. So anyway, in the USS, the United Socialist State, California, get this headline. Teachers locked students refusing to wear masks in the gym and then turned off the heating until police intervened. Maskless students in California said they were barricaded inside their school's gym with lunch tables propped up against the door. Temperatures turned down as they protested Governor Gavin Newsom's mask mandate. Um, A photo from one of the students at the Oakdale Joint Unified School District captioned locking us in shows literally the tables propped up against the doors now they say um that they were protesting uh uh, listen here a follow-up video on reopened california schools uh shows the students marching in the streets 
on their way to the district headquarters in apparent planned protest as people in the streets were cheering, let's go Oakdale. Students in the district said they had chosen to go without masks. Why? Well, they're just following Gavin Newsom's example. As uh, he was maskless at the uh, NFC Championship over in a good old BLMFL at SoFi Stadium. Now, if you remember, Irvin Magic Johnson tweeted this out, hanging out at SoFi Stadium today. And literally, here he is posting a picture, Gavin Newsom, no mask on good old Gavin Newsom at all. And by, and by the way, on top of that, and this might be the best excuse that we've probably heard yet. He also posted a picture with the Los Angeles mayor, Mr. Defund the Police himself, Eric Garcetti. And, he, and Garcetti, of course, not wearing a mask at all. And then his excuse, he says this, quote, Well, I wore my mask the entire game. And when people ask for a photograph, I hold my breath. He holds his breath, folks. There's a, and this is what he says. There's a 0% chance of infection from that. Well, so if we go by, if we, if we take what he's saying there as truth, which I don't buy it at all, you get this Garcetti controversy. This was an ABC seven medical experts say holding your breath doesn't help at all. Dr. Thomas Yadigar, get this pulmonologist, director of intensive care in Providence Cedars Sinai Tarzana Medical Center. My God, there's a lot there. Says, I think, unfortunately at this point, since we're still dealing with the winter surge, I think it's important, especially for elected officials, our celebrities on TV, to do the proper thing. That's to keep your masks on. Uh, and he also says, as far as uh, holding your breath goes, yep, that ain't doing nothing. Um, he says the messaging needs to be consistent, coherent, and honest. Um, on top of that, 2020 MIT medical answer on holding one's breath to prevent COVID spread said that in all likelihood, it's not at all helpful. So there's Garcetti, again, just lying to the American people. Oh, and by the way, so you got Newsom, Garcetti, how about the San Francisco mayor, folks? Remember her, London Breed, who was caught, and she's been caught, bars, nightclubs, it doesn't matter. I mean, she wants everyone to wear masks in good old San Fran. She don't want to wear a mask. And her excuse was she was she was caught in a nightclub, no mask, and she says, come on, man, I ain't going to take this from the fun police. Come on, I was feeling the spirit. So if you're bopping, mm, you're doing your thing, having a good time, you're grooving, folks, feeling the spirit, you're fine. London Breed says you in San Francisco, nope, you sure as heck don't have to wear a mask. L.A. County Supervisor Catherine Barger says uh, the images of leaders without their masks on are causing confusion, saying clarity and consistency are a must. And I would argue, well, I mean, have we had any consistency at all folks i mean democrats say one thing and then they do the exact other um oh so get this today maybe maybe hunter biden is having a more influential role than we actually know about because this headline today in the washington free beacon has just got hunter biden written all over it Head <laughs> headline here folks Biden administration 
to fund crack pipe distribution to advance racial equity. How about that? The Biden administration is set to fund the distribution of crack pipes to drug addicts as part of its plan to advance racial equity. What does what do crack pipes have to do with racial equity, folks? Listen to this. The grant program, $30 million, which closed applications today and will begin in May, will provide funds to nonprofits and local governments to help make listen to this to help make drug use safer for addicts right now instead of helping the addicts instead of trying to get them off drugs and if they continue to use drugs i mean put them in rehabilitation programs you know if it's if they're illegal drugs throw them in jail if you're committing a crime what's so wrong with that what about those of us who aren't drug addicts, you know, who don't want drugs and needles and crack pipes on the street. So, uh, including in the grant, which is overseen by the Department of Health and Human Services, are funds for smoking kits and supplies. Now, a spokesman for the agency told the Washington Free Beacon that these kits will provide pipes for users to, <laughs> get this, pipes for users to smoke crack cocaine, crystal methamphetamine, and any illicit substance. So we're not even criminalizing drug use anymore. In fact, I would say they're aiding and abetting people to do drugs. Just do it safely, they want. HHS said the kits aim to reduce the risk of infection when smoking substances with glass pipes. You know what else I think can reduce infection? Maybe you don't smoke the crack at all. Or in Hunter's case, smoking Parmesan cheese because he thought it was crack. They say that can lead to infections through cuts and sores. Again, you don't smoke the crack, you don't get cuts, you don't get sores, you don't get addicted to the crack. Applicants for, oh, it gets even better. Applicants for the grants are prioritized if they if they treat a majority of underserved communities including African Americans and LGBTQABCDEFG persons as established under Biden's executive order on advancing racial equity. So the crackheads who are African Americans and who are gay and everything else under the sun with the LGBTQs, they get the first shot. They're the ones who are going to uh, benefit from this $30 million I mean, I don't even want to call it safer smoking crack initiative. It's nuts, folks. It's totally nuts. Um, by the way, Democratic-run cities such as, well, there you go, London Breed, San Francisco, and Seattle. Again, remember, Seattle has two things, folks. Liberals and rain. Not a nice place. Have distributed smoking kits to residents. Some local governments, however, have in recent years, oh, they backed away from the smoking kit programs over concerns they enable drug use. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Sergeant Clyde Boatwright, who's the president of the Maryland Fraternity Order of Police, says government resources are better spent on preventing drug abuse rather than making it safer. Yeah, I would think so. And like I said, who even knows if Joe knew that this was even going to happen? 
today because because I truly don't think he he knew a single thing about it. Like I said, he's he's too worried about uh stopping. He says uh it'll stop Nord Stream two pipeline if Russia invades Ukraine. Really, is he actually going to do that, folks? Because I don't believe so. And again, he was asked about how he was going to stop it. He had no answer, none at all. Um, like I said, uh, Jake uh, Sullivan, who was doing the Sunday shows yesterday, is now saying, quote, Russia could invade Ukraine any day now. He says, uh, he was on uh, Fox News Sunday yesterday with Martha McCallum and says, uh, well, what I can tell you, Martha, is that we are in the window any day now. Russia could take military action against Ukraine or it could be a couple of weeks from now or Russia could choose to take the diplomatic path instead. All right, he says the key is that the U.S. needs to be and is prepared for any of these contingencies in lockstep with our allies and partners. Also was saying that Putin has put himself in a position with military deployments to be able to act aggressively against Ukraine at any time now. Well, if you go by Joe Biden's standard, as long as it's just a minor incursion, no, that's okay. He says, I mean, he's even saying about, he's talking about wars. Now, he says if war breaks out, it will come at an enormous human cost to Ukraine. But we believe that based on our preparations and our response, it will come at a strategic cost to Russia as well. We're going to believe Jake Sullivan and the Biden administration, really, after the way that they handled Afghanistan, how they were literally in the days going, you know, building up to the Taliban, taking over Kabul. And when they took over Kabul, they basically had control of the entire country. And they, they were still making decisions on the very day that Kabul fell. So they were unprepared for that. I think they're going to be unprepared for this as well. You know, they're going to say, well, we already we already sent American troops over there. I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of alarming to me that they're more worried about the Ukrainian border then they're worried about our southern border. I saw a video today with just an absolute demon. And there's no other way to describe this woman um, who I think was being accused of uh, human trafficking. And she just like starts starts making these like demonic noises and sounds. It's one of the most disturbing videos, folks, that uh, you could ever see. Um, oh, and also, folks, so remember last week... Um, we reported on the, you know, it was the Washington Examiner who came out with a piece, um, the Black Lives Matter scam, and that's exactly what it was, uh, Black Lives Matter Global National, uh, uh, excuse me, Network Foundation didn't raise a single penny for the first six years of its, of its existence. And then remember Patrice Cullors, uh, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, she made out like a bandit, made millions of dollars, bought a house, took off, said she was done. Well, how about this today? Memphis Black Lives Matter founder Pamela Moses sentenced to six years for illegally voting. The founder of the Black Lives Matter chapter in Memphis has been sentenced to prison for six years for illegally registering to vote in Tennessee. You know, giving money to black, like, like celebrities were doing it everyone on the instagram the twitter box they were all doing well well i donated to black lives matter i'm making a difference i posted a black dot so i'm making a difference really it was all a scam washington examiner was absolutely right pamela moses was a 44 year old described as a 44 year old activist 
What are you still doing being an activist? I get it if, you know, younger people, well, I'm an activist, right? They want to you know, basically get, make a name for themselves, get recognition for being an activist, you know, for being down with the struggle. As Rush Limbaugh, great Rush Limbaugh used to point out. But, you know, 44, come on. You don't have anything better to do with your life? My God. Well, obviously what she was trying to do with her life was illegally vote. She was ordered to spend six years and one day behind bars today for registering to vote despite felony convictions in 2015 that made her ineligible to do so. Um, Judge Michael Ward, that's my cousin, lol kidding, accused her of deceiving the probation department um, to obtain the right to vote. Says you tricked the probation department into giving you documents saying you were off probation. She was saying, I did not falsify anything. All I did was try to get my rights to vote back the way the people at the election commission told me and the way the clerk did. She said, her attorney, good luck, God bless, Betty Anya Wu, whatever, said his client plans to appeal the sentence. She believes the sentencing was beyond the evidence that she presented. I mean, well, looks like yet another uh, uh, crime that uh, Black Lives Matter are committing here. By the way, have you seen anyone get prosecuted as well? Have you seen anyone even be sentenced to a thing when it came to the Black Lives Matter rioting that we saw all throughout the summer of 2020? Compare that to the, the insurrection on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Those people are getting the book thrown at them. Yet the summer 2020, those riots that occurred, nope, nothing at all. It's just it's just downright disgusting, folks. It really is the double standard. Um, I have to give credit. To Spotify, not only because Spotify, you know, the Philip Ward show is on Spotify, but because of the way that they've, well, maybe I'll throw a little bit of criticism at them. I don't think they should have added disclaimers or warnings or anything like that when it came uh, to Joe Rogan's uh, podcast, but I really appreciate the uh, Spotify, here we go, Spotify Technology SA Chief Executive Daniel Eck, E-K is how it's spelled, said in a memo yesterday, there are no words I can say to adequately convene how deeply sorry I am for the way the Joe Rogan experience controversy continues to impact each and every one of you. Blah, 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 blah. I think it's important. You're aware that we've had conversations with Joe and his team. Blah, blah, blah. But he says, following the discussions and his own reflections, he chose, by the way, I don't think Joe Rogan should have removed any episodes at all. In fact, I don't even think he should be apologizing for anything. I really don't. And he says, while I strongly condemn what Joe has said, and I agree with his decision to remove past episodes from our platform, I realize some will want more. And I want to make one point very clear. I do not believe that silencing Joe is the answer. Now, by the way, so that came out. Then earlier today, Rumble, which the only way to describe Rumble sort of a more conservative, uh, it's like YouTube without censorship basically far better than youtube rumble offered joe rogan a and he's already getting a hundred million dollars at the spotify listen to this a hundred million dollar contract chris pavlovsky who's the uh, ceo of rumble um sends a letter today dear joe we stand with you your guests and your legion of fans in desire for real conversation so we'd like to offer you 100 million reasons to make the world a better place. How about you bring your shows to Rumble, both old and new? 
No censorship either. For 100 million bucks over four years, this is our chance to save the world. And yes, this is totally legit, he writes. So folks, so Jesse Kelly, who is um pretty well-known Twitter box uh conservative account also a talk radio host i think and 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 as far as i'm concerned folks a, a really you know he he really sticks i mean he calls the democrats exactly what they are that being you know complete and utter communist and he tweeted out a piece that he wrote three years ago august 23rd of 2018 this was with the headline here the left now if you remember folks remember everyone wanted to get Alex Jones, you know, that conspiracy theorist, they want to get him banned from everything. Well, he writes this. The left won't stop at Alex Jones. The slippery slope is real, and we're on it, he says. He says, he writes, quote, Ever watch the Dick Van Dyke show? My folks used to put it on. By the way, those of you who aren't familiar with the Dick Van Dyke show, it's just basically about a, a, a regular American family. It, you know, the trials and tribulations that they go through, you know, the kid, kids involved in it. I mean, it's, it's a harmless TV show, folks. That's the way I would describe it. So he says, you ever watch that? Well, my folks used to, uh, used to put it on the TV for me when I was a kid. It was good comedy and harmless fun. What you may have noticed about the show was the two main characters, a married couple, slept in separate beds in the same room. Obviously not an accurate portrayal of most marriages, the exception being Anthony Weiner's, but in the early 1960s, anything more than that would have been deemed inappropriate for public consumption. When public views on morality started shifting later that decade and television shows started getting a little more risque, there were immediate cries that this would be a slippery slope. He says the people who warned of this slippery slope, well, they were laughed off, but today, remember this is in 2018, Sex in the City plays on regular cable with brief interruptions so Cialis can run commercials. So about that slippery slope, he writes, it is about the tendency of some men to deny the existence of a ravenous left and their instance, uh, insistence excuse me, that the slippery slope is something of a myth. It is anything but a myth. The slippery slope is how the left imprints their agenda into our culture. They know many on the right have little stomach for a fight about the ridiculousness of separate marriage beds. He says, well, many on the left, though, and the, and the right, too, the right joined in on this as well in 2018. They gave a loud cheer, though, when Alex Jones was banished from Facebook. Twitter later suspended him. And while it is not surprising to see the jackals on the left chair at the burning of books, one would hope folks on the right would look in the mirror, realize their time is coming soon. The leftists will not stop and did not stop at nutty Alex Jones because they do not think you are much different from him. Now, folks, I also am reading this to you because think about this in terms of of what's going on with Joe Rogan right now. Says you rightly think your belief in immigration enforcement is much different than his disgusting conspiracy theory about Sandy Hook. But you must understand the left thinks you are both equally vile. Says next, 
they're coming for you. We didn't get a unified message of support from the pinky out people on the right. And we were scolded for defending Jones. They sang so sweetly into the left's ears. Alex Jones is icky and there is no slippery slope. And you should frankly be censored anyway if you don't have at least a master's degree. The same people who ceded control of public education, the federal bureaucracy, the media, movies, and music to the left have once again found another hill not worth dying on. It's only social media, they say. Yeah, fear not. Around 2.5 billion people use Facebook and Twitter. What's the worst that can happen if we just let the left have them? Now he says, while this denial of the slippery slope is frustrating, it is also understandable if you understand the nature of man. Very few people in this world actually enjoy fighting. It is much easier on the mind to just avoid a fight. That's why so many on the right ignore the obvious truths staring them in the face. Quote, it's only Alex Jones is not necessarily something they believe to be true. It's only Alex Jones is a comforting blanket. It's the child who closes his eyes, covers his ears, and the naive hope that the monster disappears if you can't see or hear him. But the monster does not disappear. And it is most definitely not just Jones. Yesterday it was Jones. Today, YouTube censored, remember again, this is in 2018, YouTube censored human vanilla Dennis Prager. Tomorrow they be, there may be a knock on your door. I mean, he could literally have been writing this and CC Joe Rogan into this. He writes, freedom is not something you acquire by practicing it. You don't one day wake up and decide you are free. Freedom is something tangible and requires the cooperation of others. If others will not give you that cooperation, you have to take it from them. We need to stop whistling past the graveyard and realize the left is seeking total victory. They do not want to compete in a marketplace of ideas. Their goal is to silence dissenting voices. Again, totally and completely accurate. I mean, it's a phenomenal piece. That's why I decided to share it with you here tonight because three years ago, Jesse Kelly wrote this. Everything he said in it has come true, especially right now with Joe Rogan. He says, look down at where you're standing at this very moment. That is where you draw your line in the sand. Do not give them another inch. And I, folks, every single word of that, I agree with. And you know, as we talk about the left there, and, and, and call the left what they are, folks. They're complete and utter bullies. And I say that, and look at this, because this broke a, about an hour or two ago. Biden cabinet member resigns after admitting to disrespectful behavior towards colleagues. Dr. Eric Landry, a former member of Biden's cabinet who served as director of the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, resigned uh, this evening after an internal White House investigation found credible evidence he had spoken harshly and disrespectfully to colleagues in front of other colleagues. Well, you know what I say, folks? Wasn't it Joe Biden who was saying that if anyone spoke out, if anyone was being nasty to other people, that they'd be fired on the spot? 
Well, what did Joe Unity Biden himself say to Fox News reporter Peter Ducey on the hot mic? What a stupid son of a you-know-what, right? And that was all right for Joe to do. Folks, this is what we're dealing with. The left need to be stopped. Their ideas are terrible. And, and, and by the way, if you disagree with any of their ideas at all, they can't have an open debate with you. Forget about that. You need to be censored, you need to be silenced, and you need to be canceled. That's how they operate, folks. We, on the right, we, as free-thinking Americans, absolutely need to defeat that. And folks, in November, we have an opportunity to do that and try and start to take back our country, or at least uh, what we used to see America like without censorship and this cancel culture that we have going on now with again one year one year folks of one party democratic control in this country we are in the 693rd day of slowing the spread the joe unity biden administration now has 1077 days left to endure 